Good morning and welcome back to White Hot Glory, the podcast where you can come to learn how to be white hot for God's glory in these cold, dark end days. Jesus is coming so soon, you guys, and you do not want to be unprepared or left behind. And I don't want that for you either. So I am absolutely compelled to do this podcast today. I wasn't going to. Um, Some of you guys know from my past podcast that I have a lot of legal stuff going on right now. And we go to trial October 5th. And uh, so if you guys think to pray for me, please do. But I've been very busy just working, working, working on on my side of the case. And... um, just pray that the Lord allows truth to be known. That's that's all I want. Just just truth and mercy, I guess. Um, but as I was doing my devotion today, my my Bible reading, I got completely convicted by the Holy Spirit. Um, I wrote a sister in Christ who actually has a similar ministry to mine. I'll be mentioning her in the future. Um, But I wrote her this morning an email saying, I'm so sorry, I know that we are supposed to get together, but I have this court thing coming up, and I have been between the baby and and life in this court case. Every spare moment that I have had has been going into this. Um, But then I realized, as I was reading my Bible, that we reap what we sow, And when pastors have legal battles, they don't say, hold on, congregation, let me go handle this because I can't feed you anymore right now because I have something going on in my life. They have to push through and they have to continue to feed their flock. And I don't, I think I've only put out one podcast in the last week and that has not been my usual style. So I want to apologize to you guys for not putting out what I should be and for focusing on myself at this time, especially after the Wild Oats episode, just a couple episodes again. Um, and that's what I continued reading in, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, Second Corinthians 9. Um, I, I continued after the verse 6 when it says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So, if you go down further to verse 12, it says, This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your the, your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and, and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. And it just, that, that verse just, <clears throat> it completely convicted me. This is, is, a calling that God has put on my life. This is a service I perform for you, my brothers and sisters. And I was just informed this morning that I have new brothers and sisters in Mozambique. So God bless you in Mozambique. God bless you. God protect you. God keep you. God guide you. Jesus loves you guys so much. 
Every single one of us was created by our creator. And that makes us all one. So I pray for unity for my brothers and sisters in Mozambique. It's not up to me to stop. It's not up to me to get too busy to do this. That's what Satan wants. Satan wants me to focus on directing my time elsewhere. If Satan can keep any one of us too busy to focus on what God has called us to do, he wins. He doesn't need to cause us to go and sin greatly. As long as you are not fulfilling your purpose that God put you here for, Satan wins. So I'll be back in a few moments. Whatever you are getting busy with in life, Whatever you are distracted by in life, whether it's Facebook or social media period, which I have been guilty of myself, or sports or school or family or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife, please make sure that you are giving your creator the time that he desires with you and the focus that he desires with you and please remember not to neglect your ministry and your ministry could just be in your home serving your husband and your children or your wife and your in-laws or your workplace or your school or don't ever think because I have a public platform that my ministry is any more important than anybody who is listening. You may be the next, you may be the person who raises up the next pastor that will usher in new revival in your city. You do not know. So your parenting may be super important and all of the love and and gospel that you pour into your children, your spouse, your neighbors, your workplace may have great ripple effects. You may be much more important in God's eyes and much more useful in God's eyes than you think. So we will be back in a few moments. I'm just going to read to you out of Psalm 51 and break that down a little bit uh, just to give you a little bit of encouragement today. It will be quick. I'm sorry, we always definitely need to keep our commitments and be diligent in our personal lives, but um, I just want to let you know that the Lord is working on me, working on me all the time. We are never complete, we are never perfect, we always must press forward. So press forward today, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for coming back and joining me. God bless you. Psalm 51 says, and this was written right after David has the uh, adulterous affair with Bathsheba. And remember that David is a man after God's own heart, but he is human. He loves the Lord, but he is still prone to mistakes. He is still 
susceptible to the deception of the enemy. He is still fallible because he is still flesh. And wherever your focus is, is where your heart is. And when he focused on Bathsheba, his heart led him astray. But when he was focused on God, he was unstoppable. And, you know, David was so loved, so beloved by God, yet he was a murderer. He was an adulterer. He had moments of of pride. He had moments of depression, which you can see clearly in the Psalms. So please remember that these people that were so loved by God and admired by man today while we read the Bible, they're, they were just like you and me. They are not exempt. They were not great superheroes. They just went along their lives trying to be as obedient as humanly possible to God and they messed up along the way and our Christian walk is just like that. We are not perfect. I am so far from perfect, you guys. Don't ever think that because I speak to you guys here that I have every single aspect of my life tucked in and perfect. I I have thoughts every day that I have to take captive and say, nope, that is not a thought that I should be having as a child of God. I choose to think about this instead. So that's just a little bit of a background here. Verse 1 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you are. Only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. That's verse 4. When we sin, it is not even against the people that we, we have affected by our sin. And when other people sin against us, we must keep in mind that their sin is not really against us. All sin is against God first and foremost, which is another good reason to be sure that we do forgive others because we must be forgiven. And if we do not have compassion and mercy and forgiveness on others, then we will deny ourselves compassion and mercy and forgiveness from our God. the second half of verse 4 so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge surely I was sinful at birth sinful from the time my mother conceived me surely you desire truth in the inner parts you teach me wisdom in the inmost places cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Verse 10. 
Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would not bring it, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. God wants us to come to him when we are broken so that he can show us how it is to be put back together by him. He will take the most shattered life, and I am living proof of this, the most hopeless, shattered, ridiculous, messed up life, And if you hand over the reins to him, he will bring you back together and make you stronger and just not even like new, but better than new. So that's going to be it for today. I just want to leave you with a message of hope. A message of being mindful of where you spend your time and to not get too busy with your ministry, whether it's an international television show, a podcast, ministering to people in your home or your friends or a youth group or whatever it is, wherever God has placed you, don't get too busy and neglect the relationships that he has blessed you to be a part of. And sow those seeds, whether it is just an extra 10 minutes with someone, with a good quality time, not on your phones, not distracted, but good quality time. Or if it's extra time in prayer with the Lord so that he can guide you to what he wants you to do next. Please, please, please don't neglect your time with the Lord. Don't get too busy for him because he is never ever too busy for you. God bless you.